you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 39 of the Bossy Bitch Podcast with me, Elsa Mitchell. Today, I am a little bit excited slash showing my age because (laughs) (laughs) I know you knew I was going to go there, didn't you? I did, yes, I did know this. You're like, you think you feel old. Imagine how I feel. Right on. (laughs) I am speaking to somebody a little bit from my childhood. I grew up in a very small town, outside of a small town on a farm called Condinen and at one point in time, my my guest today was a teacher at my school. I was, yes. <laughs> but you didn't teach me. You taught my younger brother. So that's a little bit better. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you like most small country towns, when, you know, somebody, even if you were there just for a fleeting second, goes on and does amazing things, they become a little bit of a treasure around that town. Oh, that's nice of you to say, Elsa. It's like Nat Fife at Lake Grace. Yeah, but I'm not kind of not like Nat Fife, but yes. <laughs> a little bit different, but okay, we'll take that. Really blowing smoke up your ass here, Claire. <laughs> I reckon. Jeez. Sorry, Mum, I've sworn already. <laughs> I was saying to Claire before we jumped on, I told my mum, I've got Claire Eaton coming on my podcast, and she said to me, oh, Elsa, I think you won't be able to swear in that one. <laughs> oh, we can defy that. It's okay. Okay, just do your thing, okay? So thank you. I am speaking to Claire Eaton for a more serious introduction. Claire was originally a school teacher. She is now a mindset coach for youth and parents, a speaker and an author, just a slight (laughs) overachiever here. And I'm really excited about this chat because there's something in this for everybody, right? There's for the mums. We all want you to be our best friend. (laughs) And then for the women in business, like so much juicy information to get out of you. But awesome. Firstly, thank you, Claire, for joining me. Great to be here. This is going to be a good conversation, I think. And as you say, hitting a couple of spots here, which is going to be good. Yes. So before I start milking you for all the good juicy bits, can you please share your story? Because like I said to you before, I kind of known you as a teacher and then I know mm. followed you for a little while in this space, but I don't mm. really know all the in-between bits. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the in-between bits, are it's been quite streamlined, but then very all over the shop at the same time. But as you said, yes, I was a teacher and really rewarding career. Loved many parts of my job. And like any other profession, there was many parts that didn't float my boat as well. But the part that really stood out for me was this mental well-being of young people. And, you know, Elsa, it was kind of at the time where we didn't really talk about that. So I'm Mm. 51. So I'm talking when I was in my early 20s. It wasn't something we really spoke about in schools. It really wasn't a conversation that was highlighted. But I just kept going back there. You know, I just Mm. kept going to that spot of, hmm, I think there's more than just the, you know, the black and white education of young people. But I taught for a long time. I went on to be a deputy principal, you know, I traveled to different country towns. And I think there was a bit of a turning point where I decided, you know what, I think I was about 35 at the time. And I thought, I'm really going to follow the thing that absolutely, totally floats my boat. 
So I took a leap of faith and left education. That is a really hard thing to do, mm. to leave a, a career that you've, you know, you've really done 15 years in and you, you decide to change it up. But I did. Yeah, and I back, can relate to that too. I've done yeah. the same thing. It's and massive. It's massive. And at the time you just do it. Yep. But looking back, I think, oh, that was such a brave thing to do. My God. And I really just evolved. My business just evolved. It really did. I turned left. I turned right. I went straight ahead. I did it all over again. I failed so many times. I can't yep. count. And I've had lots of successes along the way as well. So now I'm a total youth coach. So I work consulting with families and kids every day. And I also present in schools, events, anywhere where there's a kind of a youth focus around prevention, wellbeing. And of course I write books. So amazing. And such a space for, you know, we're all, everyone is just so, I think because we most of us, most of us, <laughs> most of us, we do anything for our kids, right? And yes, you know, people will try anything. I had a conversation with someone the other day. I can't remember what it was, but I said, literally, when you're wanting to help your child, you will do Reiki, kinesiology, diet. Yeah, you'd beautiful. spend five grand at the diet nutritionist. You know, like we mm. will walk to the end of the earth to help our kids and give them the best experience possible and mindset it's interesting you you almost were the early adopter because it even in the adult space it has kind of massively blown up in the last mm. sort of even just the last few years so yeah, sure. I think you were definitely probably ahead of the curve stepping into that space and what well, it's interesting you say that because I remember when I left education and I said I'm going to be a mindset coach for youth and it was, I kind of got the look and then I got that reassuring, but you know, if it doesn't work, I'm still a teacher, like, yeah, thank you. I am. And look, I take my hat off to teachers and anyone that's in the education, you know, sector. Absolutely. But um, for me, it felt like I needed to drill down to a really specialized area. And I can honestly say that I love my job. It, it's a brilliant thing that I get to do every day. It's awesome. Well, I guess you get to make not saying teaching scripted, but it's a little bit scripted. I guess you probably felt like you could make a bigger impact and a bigger yeah. shift and for in not an just area the kids that, but the parents too. Absolutely. And in an area that I'm really interested in, I'm not interested in maths and science. Mm. It does not float my boat at all. So that was like pulling teeth teaching that for me. Whereas this for me, every day I'm talking about prevention-based mental, social and emotional well-being. It's living the dream. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. And I, I totally resonate with you because I was a hairdresser for many years and sold ah. my salon after 14 years, which was a super, super oh, successful same as me. Yeah. business. Yeah. Mm. And stepped into the coaching space. And again, still, even I had my dad over last night and I was cutting my mm. nieces and nephews hair. And he said, well, I think you might like to go back to the salon else. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> no. Thanks for um, the thought, but no. <laughs> loved it. But yeah. yes, it was always, that was the constant line. We well, can always go back. You can always go back. Yeah. I'm like, I have not walked this like heart like it was a serious yeah. absolutely Different. terrifying changing mm. careers mm. after those years so I, mm. I totally get that and then in terms of yeah mindset for children and, mm. and the parents because mm. <laughs> yeah it's a package it deal. Is. literally I had this conversation with someone the other day I think I had Shah Higginson on my last episode and we were talking about confidence for kids you know mm -hmm. like I'm trying to I can see it my kids in their surfing I'm like guys it's literally just confidence half the time like having that belief in yourself you can see when they're in a healthy mindset how much better they do when they go out 
to catch a wave in their surf comp. Absolutely. And that's when I wrote my first book, which is called Rock and Rise. And it's and the rock stands for resilience, optimism and confidence. And, you know, when I wrote that, it was those key messages that I needed teenagers to to read and believe that you can actually learn skills to boost all of these, you know, the confidence, the resilience, the optimism. You can learn skills and practice it to become more of that. Mm. Not all kids are just born into this world, you know, buzzing with confidence. And, you know, we've got our introverts and our extroverts. And and I think that parents are really looking for ways now to support their kids in this space because it's a different world to what it was when I was 15. And, you know, and that is something I wanted to ask today because I know that if Everybody wants the answer to this question. And you know, I think yeah. you already know where this is headed. You're going, oh, God, she's going to talk about the devices. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go. So, yeah. <laughs> the bloody devices. Yeah, look, I think that is one of the major issues that we're coming up against. And kids are, have been we've been born, kids of this generation have been born into this. You know, they're Mm. sitting at school assemblies with a device in their hand, watching their older brother or sister when they're two with a device in their hand. So they don't really know any difference. So by the time they get to 14 and 15, it's an extension of them. Mm. It's just what they do. It's how they communicate. But I think what we're seeing now is how to use these devices and platforms, all these social media opportunities in ways that enhances our life. So we're not trying to black ban them and make them doom and gloom. It's using them in a way that is conducive with our brain development, enhances our life, doesn't drag us down. And that is the key at the moment in this area, I think, definitely. Yeah. And I I kind of have had a little bit of a personal experience with my girls. They're um, twins and they've just turned 12 and they started a (laughs) a bead. They make beaded bracelets business and it was quite interesting to see at that age without having the world have has dumped all their insecurities and it's too hard on them Mm. they whipped together a website they were connecting it to a payment platform youtube (laughs) they've got 1300 followers on their tiktok they did all of that within a matter of days logo they made themselves a logo their brains are wired differently it's fabulous the curiosity and entrepreneurship is amazing amazing blows Mm. my mind and the Mm. things they come out with and i can't stop laughing they said to me the other day what's an ambassador what context well someone's messaged asking if they'd like us to be they'd like to be an ambassador and I said, oh, yeah, I explained what it meant. And they said, oh, okay. And then so without me even telling them what to say back, they're gone, yes, yeah, sorry, we're not looking for ambassadors right now. <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep you in mind. <laughs> but it has, and we have rules, so they're not allowed to show their faces. They only show the jewellery <laughs> and they're making sales and, you know, I make them pay for their own restocking of things. And But it is interesting because it's the messaging and I'm having to have a lot of conversations because I obviously I oversee everything, but I'm like, well, show me that message. Don't respond yeah. to that. That doesn't feel right. Well, how do you know? And I yeah. explain and I've kind of gone, well, this is actually, I mean, some people would be thinking, no, don't do that. Oh my gosh, you should protect them. They shouldn't be on there at all. Blah, blah, blah. And that's fine if that's what people think. But I have kind of felt like this has really, really, really been able to teach them what can go wrong 
And so they know what to look out for and they come and ask me now, well, what do you think about this message? They still think I'm a little bit crazy. But the job of parents having to oversee all of this and be a teacher in often a zone that we don't feel qualified in ourselves and the curious mind of an adolescent can help them to find platforms we don't even know exist. So our job, we've got to be so vigilant with this, with learning on the hop ourselves a lot of the time. Mm And I know there's an amazing company in WA that started up called DigiSocial and they're really catering for that 8 to 12-year-old when parents and kids can learn together and work out this whole platform together because we know after 12, that's when things start to go pear-shaped because then you're then in the high school space. Yeah, and I am terrified, absolutely terrified. So I guess the one thing is that you see people banging their head against the wall is my kids, I'm not too fussed with the devices because we're quite active, right? They're out mm-hmm. riding their bikes. They're still being kids. We're down the beach surfing. They've got a lot of other activities. So I'm not I'm not overly concerned about mm-hmm. their usage level, although mm-hmm. probably higher than it should be. Mm-hmm. But then I see other parents that are like, I literally can't get my kids to do anything. Other, they don't want to leave the house. They literally just want to be on their device all the time. And that's where I'm like, that's where it's, it gets tricky, I guess. I do think that preteen time is definitely the time of, you know, establishing those family patterns so that we don't, we can tend to just morph into something and we think, how did that happen? How did we end up allowing this to happen? So that vigilance that I mentioned earlier, we've we've really got to be onto that from that eight, nine and 10 year mm. age gap to hopefully set our family up for the best possible way it can be from 12 through to 16 and 17. So Look, there's so many people that this is their area of expertise. Mm. You know, I dig into it a little bit, but really there are so many people that talk about mm. social media and having an online platform that's healthy and that, you know, they would be the best people to talk to in those mm. situations like DigiSocial. But from a well-being point of view, it's great for our teens to know that they can learn how to be in charge of their own well-being. And at the end of the day, they've got to know how to do this for themselves. We can't out, you know, teenagers can't outsource this stuff. They've got to be able to dig in and do it for themselves. We know that when teenagers have got excellent information, they're better placed to make better decisions. Absolutely. And I think as well, I noticed with sort of my age demographic, we were sort of about late 20s before a lot of people would start doing that real internal kind of mindset, personal mm. development kind of work. And mm. kids definitely, I was again talking about this with a girlfriend the other day, they go through this real victim kind of mentality for a little while, don't they? Where like life gets really serious, you know, like they yeah. really take on problems, become escalated. They take and that's really connected with their brain development as well because they're mm. shifting from that child brain to an adolescent brain. So their purpose now is to, they think more deeply and they're thinking about their relationship and connection to each other in the world, whereas they didn't do so that so much in year four. So it can feel heavy and very connected in with what their friends are experiencing because their empathy levels rise and, and then we have mums and dads kind of going, how did this happen? What do I do here? You know, so it can be a tough time. It can be really tough. They're trying to understand themselves where they fit with their friends. It's trying to belong, fit in. Oh, it's madness. It happens so quickly. You know, when they change, they literally just change with, you know, like one minute you think 
they're one thing and then you turn around and you go, when did this happen? Yeah, and at the same time, Elsa, <laughs> we as adults are going through similar levels of change. You know, you change in your 30s and 40s. Yes. Change from your 40s into your 50s. So in one house, you know, if you've got a 50-year-old, 40-year-old, couple of teenagers and a nine-year-old, <laughs> like, whoa, hold on, you know, go back there. It's big stuff going on in a house, one house. Oh, my gosh. And I love that you, for the youth and the parents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one or the other, because yeah. it really does go hand in hand. Well, you know, I'm really keen on this whole team approach. I just, and I think that's born from my education years as well, is that we, you know, if you're working with a protect, uh, practitioner of any description, I think you want to feel like you're all in and no one's mm. left out of the loop. So mum and dad feel like they've got the parents back. The parents know I'm in, you know, the, the kids feel like everyone's involved. And I think it's really important to have that all in approach. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So in terms of you've really grown an impressive business, like you just have to head over to Claire's website and it's like, (laughs) whoa, this woman is an absolute weapon. So (laughs) whilst I could talk to you all day about, you know, just milking you for advice on children. (laughs) We've got to talk business, right? (laughs) Um, I do have to, you know, like I said, there's a bit of something for everybody in this chat today, which is why I was so excited about it because I was like, oh, where do I start? So many Mm. juicy questions. Um, (laughs) As much as I want a personal therapy session. um, (laughs) You know, you have, like me, you've made massive career change but as well you've become a coach you've become a speaker and you've become an author I guess in the speaking side of things years Mm. of standing up in front of a classroom and speaking to kids and parents would have been a probably a really good skill to help you step into that space would you say or were you still a little bit oh no absolutely um it's actually my happy space standing in front of hundreds of people that's where I I feel really content and I think it's because I'm so certain and sure in what I'm talking about so and I think when I present to kids it's there are so many layers beyond just being able to share information you know kids are little wriggle worms they move around (laughs) they get distracted so all of that teaching skill has definitely helped me to be able to manage hundreds of year nines Mm. all in one amphitheater together but I love it I think it's lovely to be able to sit and just or stand and just talk and connect in with teen and adult audiences as well yeah absolutely it's a really rewarding thing to be able to do yeah it is (laughs) like I mean you're the toughest people to stand up in front and speak to would be teenagers surely absolutely I will 100% agree but when you're talking about mindset and well-being and that social grit and resilience there is a level of respect that teenagers bring as audience members to that they seem to get the urgency and the importance of it I think it's different they come in with this expectation that they need to really engage to let me engage so everyone can get what they need out of it it's really special they're they're pretty amazing amazing. even when you've got say 400 of them in a room that's a lot of 15 year olds I would be terrified they they just do the right thing they really get they get the importance of what we're talking about yeah so they show up differently there's a saying getting around at the moment (laughs) Oh no, what is it? Hit me with it. You know, it's about being woke. And on that, I read, I've been talking about this book a lot lately. Uh, It's called Cult Status by Mm -hmm. Tim Duggan. And he talks about how the younger generation coming through, they care about things more, you know, whereas when we were that age, we were not as mindful of so Mm. many things. 
climate, mm. sustainability, many, many things. I could go on for days. But the yeah. younger generation are much more aware and they make a lot of buying decisions and purchases and based on actually giving a shit about things that maybe some of us <laughs> around yeah. my age did not. Is that something you are noticing now? Yeah, You would have seen a massive shift, right, in the last yes. 10 years probably. And I think a large part of that is due to the accessibility that young people have to the world. The gap is tiny. There is such strong overlap. Thinking back to when I was a teenager, I didn't read the newspaper. So any information that I may have got filtered through to me when I was 13 or 14 was through the lens of parents Mm. and and teachers, whereas now our kids can (laughs) search and research and find out more and and join group chats. And the separation between them and how they see the world and what's going on the world is very thin, which which I think builds upon upon that curious mind of what's out there and what do I think about that? What's my opinion on that? And I also think as a generation of adults raising young people is that we want to hear what they think. There's a platform for that. We've changed the way children are seen and, you know, hallelujah for that. But we have those discussions about what's your opinion about climate change, <laughs> the, the last election we just had, and what do you think about nuclear weapons? And yeah. we really dive into that. I think it's awesome. It's empowering for kids to have an opinion. It's true too, though. It's true because I, I've often re- remarked about how, as a kid, I don't recall knowing a single thing about what would be going on in American politics. But, you know, the kids really mm. knew all about Donald Trump and mm. they've been talking about the war in Ukraine. And I just look at them with absolute awe going, Wow, when mm. I was your age, I would have had no idea who the president was of the US, or I wouldn't even even know Ukraine was a country. Probably yeah. like, yeah, because weren't really there. I went through school when we had a bundle of papers delivered to the school, and we all read them together. You know, whereas yes. now we can click on and we can look at different opinions and points of view, and it's so awesome. I love it for our young people to have this availability and accessibility of up to date events and oh. affairs and people. Brilliant. And we're getting schooled by our kids now because it's like, oh, mum, yeah. you can't say that. You can't say that. Mm. And, oh, well, you can't use that plastic in our lunchbox. And <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we're all in. This generation, we're all in. And <laughs> we're like, oh, my gosh. Who told <laughs> you that? Right Where did you learn that? <laughs> you can't blame the teacher that? anymore. <laughs> Where did you learn that great stuff? <laughs> yeah. You know, used to be like, this teacher of yours, she's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's like, oh, I saw it online or I saw it on TikTok or I saw it here yeah, or I saw it there. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. How funny. So back to um, growing a business. So you've done a really great job. There's no doubt about that. What, I guess if you could give some advice to mm. someone that's trying to step into the mentoring, the coaching, the speaking, the writing of books, I guess throughout your journey, for lack of a better word, in your business, what's the one Real standout piece of advice you'd give to somebody choosing a similar path? I've got a couple actually at the Go top for of it. my mind, but I think the biggest thing is, for, I'm just speaking for myself, is that with every decision that I make, I recognize why I'm making that decision. <laughs> What's, what is my purpose for doing this? And if I can't define that, it's too wishy-washy for me. Yeah. So I really get clear, what am I trying to achieve? What do I want the final outcome to be? How do I want to feel when I've kind of ticked that off my to-do list? So that's a really, really big one. And it's personal. And I think that's what it does. It drags you back to your own home base, mm-hmm. which probably leads me to the couple of other things that I would say would be my advice points. And that is 
when you're clear on your why, it's easy to stay in your own lane. And, you know, like we're talking with young people, we can look everywhere on the internet. We can, every social media platform, there's so many distractions. And when you're in a small business or you're growing your business, it's really easy to look over the fence and go, oh, oh, maybe that's what I should be doing. That looks really, really good. When you pull back to your why and you realize that if you just let everyone else stay in their lane and you stay in your lane, then whatever you end up doing is going to be right for you and the people that want to connect with you and obviously work with you or buy from you, whatever your business might be. And I think that would be my key, I love really, my really key things. And, you know, and I also think that businesses go through, you know, they go through seasons and once again, it's really easy for a small business owner to see someone who's launching something and it just, you know, there's launch bubbles here, oh my and gosh. launch bubbles there, and it looks amazing. And you think, oh, I'm just not doing everything. I'm not working hard enough. Yep. But you might be in the building season of mm. your business where, you know, like what I'm doing right now, I'm just about to launch a new Teen Pet Talks product and it's on the cusp of being delivered, but it's not in the launching season yet. I've got about six more sleeps to go. You know, I'm trudging through getting this finished. So we've just got to respect our why, stay in our own lane and then respect our business has seasons and we all need those seasons. I love that. That's awesome. I couldn't agree with all those points. Oh, good. More. <laughs> I was like nodding furiously here, like, yes. Yeah. And I didn't even tell her to say that, everyone. She just said that on her own. <laughs> I'm a big girl. I did it myself. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. perfect. <laughs> but, you know, Elsa, along the way, like you, even with all of those three, three things I've just mentioned, I have fallen on my butt so many times. I yeah. really have. And that's just part of the whole business owning journey. I think oh, it really is. Highs and lows. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And that's all part of it. And that's why we do it, right? Because we're sickos. Yeah. We love the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So for everybody that's listening that wants to, which I imagine is a lot of people's like, help me. Um, <laughs> how can people work with you, Claire? Okay, well, that is a question that's really hard to answer right now Mm -hmm. because I've hit that point in my coaching business where I'm pretty much chock-a-block until at least September, which is one of the reasons why I've created this product called Teen Pet Talks, and that'll be launched in in about a week or so. So it'll allow parents and teenagers to get the information that I would normally give in a coaching session, Mm -hmm. but through a pep talk that they can listen to on my website. So that's, you know, and that allows everyone one in the world to kind of join in the fun and of course there's the books that I've written yep. one is hello high school for those people the young people transitioning into that's high school me. yay so that's who the book's really for year sevens to year nines yes and then rock and rise which is really for year sevens to year twelves yeah and in terms of working in schools that's most of the work that I do I tend to speak to children during the day and then parents yep. at night from mm-hmm. an educational point of view that layered approach to learning works a treat so everyone in all hear the same message and um you know chats around the dinner table at night time with whoever's in the family but if they've all heard the same message it helps that mindset well-being stuff just stick a little bit um longer and deeper everyone's on the same page and i'll put what i'll do is i'll pop the links to uh your website and your social media accounts in the show notes so for anybody that wants to jump on and uh 
download some of those books. I know heaps of my friends. <laughs> We're all we've got kids going into year seven next year. I'm like absolutely yeah. terrified. It's okay to be a bit terrified, but just trust. It's a great journey to begin. There are awesome educators out there, beautiful people that care. And most kids are okay. Most kids do okay. Yes. Well, thank you so much for giving me your time today, Claire. Thank you for talking. It's awesome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.